0: Well, we've been called demonologists, it's one name for us. Ghost hunters, paranormal researchers. (laughs) Cooks. Wackos.
1: But we prefer to be known simply as Ed and Lorraine Warren.
2: Apparently we've had it wrong all these years. They really were burning witches in Salem. Just a bunch of evil women with their evil lady parts getting guys in trouble. <laughs> you worthless pathetic Christian sacks of excrement. <laughs> Goody.
0: Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. <laughs>
1: You back to hell.
3: To them.
0: Children of the
4: night. What music they make.
5: without being killed.
2: talking about
1: i have to do it the exorcism
2: what i thought you said we need a priest you're not a priest well you got a better idea
0: you can do it you can do it
2: but you've got to get out of here
0: i'm not leaving you damn it lorraine i'm not doing this with you in here god brought us together for a reason this is it, this is it. This
6: is it. This is it. hi i'm candy the final girl there's something horrible happening in my house
2: and I'm showing of the dead, she smells like rotten meat. <laughs>
6: and this is The House That Screams. Tonight's topic is the James Wan-directed The Conjuring from 2013. And we have Dave Gurman. <laughs> Stop farting. It really stinks.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
6: uh, Nico Nice.
4: Sometimes it's better to keep the genie in the bottle.
6: And we also have uh, Shane, who will be hopping in in just a moment, but we're going to hand this over to Nico to start us off.
4: All right. So I actually didn't see this when it first came out in theaters. I kind of picked it up when it came out on on Blu-ray. I think it was right around the time that the, um, The Conjuring 2 was about to hit theaters. And all I heard about was how great this movie was and i was with with my bitch ex so one night we were just like well fuck it we were out shopping and we were at best buy and i had like you know one of those situations where it was like the last copy and we're like okay let, let's just fucking buy it and whatever um i wasn't expecting anything because i do not like possession supernatural or ghost movies pretty much as as a whole it's not my favorite subgenre in in horror movies that being said I'm a grown-ass man of going to be 42 in November. And I will tell you that this movie, this movie alone, since I was a fucking kid, scared the fucking bejesus out of me. To the point. To the point. And I always tell this story. People laugh at me. I don't give a shit. Because I love y'all. <laughs> the scene when they go into the fucking room and that fucking old dude is on top of the fucking, like, the, the wardrobe. Okay? Shit from Literally. My body was paralyzed and every hair, even though I shaved my head, every hair on my body stood the fuck up and like my body went ice cold when that happened. I could not fucking move. I I, I pretty much almost shut my pants during that scene alone. (laughs) To the point, we got done, we laid down to go to bed, and I had to take a week really bad and I did not want to get the fuck out of bed until it was light. That's never happened since I was a kid. This is the only movie... To scare me that bad and it's not like they reinvented the wheel it's not like they you know invented something brand new here like James Wan masterfully you know you know took took a lot of the old school like like parlor tricks so to speak with with you know haunted haunted house movies and kind of gave it like a like a new era you know a new era um, you know upgrade Um, it's very simplistic in nature it's nothing that you know a a lot of the scares are implied even when you do see stuff it's there's nothing that's like right in your face and i think that's kind of where the where the sequels kind of fell flat on their face where probably pressure from the studio pressure from the audience where like they you know more more and more but you know this is why like i i prefer the first one out of all those conjuring movies that that you know between the annabelle's and the nuns and this is the only one that like they got right um it's it's perfectly cast um Vera is fucking fantastic as Lorraine Warren and Patrick Wilson is fucking amazing as Ed Warren um even the great Willie Taylor who we don't see as much as we should in movies
6: I was going to say like, that I honestly was yeah. I think she's yeah, so she, fucking underrated
4: She is she's super she's I mean almost I would say her and Parker Posey are kind of like those two like you they know like 90s yeah and I, I don't I don't think they get enough love, um, and I'm not miss I'm I'm pretty sure I, I I don't remember where exactly, but I know there was the reference to saw where the puppet was somewhere in this too. I just I just don't remember where, but I love that that they they kept that intact where you know there's a Billy the Puppet something in this in the basement. Um,
3: yeah.
4: Right. Okay. There it is. Now I I will say um and since we're on record and I'm I'm talking about it you know obviously james wan cut his teeth with saw this is where we all we all know him from and obviously he had a little help with his friend lee wanell and and i have to say with, between the two i i prefer lee wanell's movies more over james wan's movies and hear hear me out um, james wan sold out now he did <laughs> aquaman Anna, and i don't know we don't talk about whatever cuz oh, listen Ra- and i'm i but well, listen i'm, I'm going to say it now you
6: right now i'm going to
4: i'm going to say it now because there's nobody to fight me on this one right now, but Aquaman is a gigantic fucking piece of shit. Thank, thank you.
0: Thank yes. you.
4: Um, I, I literally, I, I, I saw Bumblebee like the next week because I, I was going to see Bumblebee first, but I got stuck at work at, at the mall when I worked the, and I was like, well, fuck it because it was Christmas time when they both came out. So I saw Aquaman. I'm like, well, I mean, it looks like shit, but his name is Juan. So... No, the guy did great with Saw, he did great with the Conjuring. Dead Silence was kind of eh, but whatever. I, I give it a pass, whatever. And honestly, I was fucking bored to tears there in Aquaman. The opening scene in fucking Bumblebee was better than the entire two and a half hour run of fucking Aquaman. Um, James Wan's Fast and Furious movie isn't even my favorite of the fucking bunch. I, I don't even think I, I think it's one of the weaker entries, honestly. Um Malignant from what I've seen of it, because I've been kind of watching it in bits and pieces. I'm sorry. I know y'all love it. It's not holding my interest at all. Um, I'm I'm not into it. At all.
6: Well, if you listen to, you know, our when our malignant episode happened, it's basically just Rob and that
4: show. <laughs> like the
6: rest of us couldn't get a fucking word in. <laughs> I
4: I um I'm gonna say it now I liked it better when it was called basket case. Yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> case just up.
4: saying. Just saying. Um but I, I think I think this and Saw are probably the, the the last two good things that that James Wan like put his name on that I that I feel comfortable saying are like legitimately good. But I think of the of the two of them, I think Lee Winnell has a better track record. Um, between the Invisible Man, the Invisible Man was fucking fantastic.
6: I talked about earlier on Bullfriends podcast with uh, Lucy and Lindsay because this is my second show today.
4: And and the severely severely underrated upgrade movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. Like it's so underrated. I I promise you that that's better than fucking malignant, and that's better than anything that James Wan has been putting out recently. Um, but but that being said, um, this movie's fucking fantastic. Um, I I really really enjoyed it. I I, <laughs> I I've seen the sequels, but this is the one. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't really visited it too often, just because I still get like that, 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 that fear effect. It still has that, that grip on me. It's that good of a movie that you know it still works. You know, I don't, I don't need everything up front like how, like I said with the sequels. Although, really funny story, I shut the bar down at Monster Mania one year with the nun with Bonnie Aaron's. <laughs> it was it was me she her um,
6: life, actually i was just talking about her too this is weird
4: really really i thought i'll tell a quick funny story in a second about her that we we were all around so it was me her it was danny hassel and and on jones so for all you net ran fans you know exactly who those are um those two are actually friends of mine so we're at the bar we're having drinks we're at a table and we're all shooting the shit um so like I'm, I'm a little tipsy and I was just like, oh, so you know, what was the makeup process like for, you know, for being doing the nun? And she's like, look at me, there ain't much. It was just like airbrushing and like some contacts. <laughs> she's like, it was all me otherwise, you know what I mean? Very um, unique face. She's, I yeah, think
6: she's gorgeous. And I she's really, an awesome um, person. Yes, yeah, so that's another for me pushing you. You really need to see Jacob's wife. It's on Shutter right now.
4: I know, and, I'm, and I actually plan on that. That's on my list for, for October because I have and a bunch have of movies that I need to watch. And you to
6: share what you think of her look in that.
4: Okay. I mean, I, I love Barbara Crampton, like, a lot, so I'm absolutely going to watch that. Um, what else? Oh, so we're all fucking hammered, and we're all having a good time, and she's like, oh, so how long have you been doing this show to me? And I'm like, oh, I've been coming here since 2013, and she's like, wait, What do you mean coming here? She's like, isn't this your show? And I'm like, we all started laughing, and we're like, she's like, what the fuck is so fun Exact words, what the fuck is so funny? And I'm like, what do you mean, is this my show? And she's like, don't you run Monster Mania? And I'm like, no, no, lady, I I don't. I'm like, I I mean, yeah, it'd be awesome to say that that was mine, but no, not at all. And she's like, oh, she's like, well, who the fuck are you then? And why are you sitting here with us? Because she's blunt. And then Andras and Danny were like, oh, I, we we did a show in Scranton with him like a couple of years ago, and like we we've stayed in touch over the years, and we, you know, maintained a friendship. And he's she's like, oh, okay. She's like, well, here's my number. So if you ever do anything and you want me to be a part of it, call me. She's like she's like, since these two guys vouch for you, I'll I'll, I'll whatever with you. Like if if you ever want to do anything, let me know.
6: Cool. I mean,
0: that's a
4: cool thing to have yeah. on the table. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure by now she's probably forgot by now that, that he, right. we, we were, Like I said, we, we were shit faced, and you know, I'm not going to say that a little Alakazam wasn't involved at some point of the <laughs> night either. <laughs> but, you know. So for any for any for anybody that uh watched listen to the Halloween 2018 Alakazam. episode, <laughs> you guys should know about the Alakazam.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
4: Nico. So. He's
2: a friend of ours.
3: <laughs>
6: <Right> <laughs> <alert>. <laughs> i'm gonna take over for a second oh, um we sean and i both saw this in the theaters and it was a date movie because we're horror nerds i'm like i want to see this movie i love lily taylor um i was not yet in love with fear for or patrick wilson not yet mm. um <laughs> but that would be coming um uh, so the, the thing is we see in the theaters and you know we tend to be towards the back. And um I was really digging the movie but uh and I hate jump scares. I fucking hate them because I feel yeah. like they're cheap. Okay, so I'm I mean with this movie you have to address that. I think jump scares are cheap. But we'll we'll talk about that more later. Um so that part that Nico was talking about that scared the shit out of him. On top of, I was thinking like bureau, but it just depends on where you're from. It's you
5: know, it's
6: a It's a bureau. I don't know.
2: Chester drawers.
6: That, Chester that, drawers. Right,
5: that's
6: northern shipper room. That, that's what um, my grandma always called it was Chester yeah, drawers. Chester I call it Chester yeah. drawers because. Yeah, that's
0: ER, Western. Chester. Yeah, yeah, Chester. Yeah,
6: drawers. Midwestern <laughs> shit right there. Um, that Hoosier I try to get rid of in him. It's that. Sure? He <laughs> doesn't talk like a Hoosier. But anyway, so that part happens, and we're sitting there, you know, and it's, it's fairly. We're not quite even to the middle of the film yet. And this dude in front of it has this big bucket of popcorn, and he is so scared at the jump scare, he throws the bucket up in the air, I have popcorn in my fucking hair, buttery popcorn in my oh. hair. And, and and you guys know how I feel about shit being in my fucking hair, I, I talk about it all the time, I'm very protective of my hair, and like, there is fucking popcorn in my hair, and he's like, I'm
0: sorry,
6: oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm like, just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, it was kind of funny because, you know, I thought it would have been his and his girlfriend or wife or whoever thought it was fucking hilarious. like <laughs> look at him. He got scared. But yeah, I did not appreciate having a large popcorn thrown all over me. <laughs> so we giggled about that. But I got him back because there was a jump scare that made me like kind of shriek for a second, which I'd never done inside of a theater. um the part where where, you know, our, our skeptic, the, the cop guy, he's, you know, he sees the maid and she's like, look what she made me do and keeps saying it. And then she screams it and it just fucking came out of, I don't know. It scared me. And I was like, ah. you know, I always this shit right now, but well, I'm going to edit that out. That was a bad. scream, But anyway, I mean, I just like completely like, ah, you know, and like, so everybody could hear me and I'm like, Oh fuck. Oh no. That was so embarrassing to me, but it does say something about the film. Uh, I will restate really quickly for handing this over to Sean. I think jump scares are cheap unless you sprinkle them creatively throughout, which is much better done by Mike Flanagan in The Haunting of Hill House. Shit like that, where you expect a jump scare and you're not going to get one, or a jump scare comes and there's no buildup. That's an effective use, and it's not cheap. Um, These buildups where it gets silent and you get tense um, automatically so that – what that does is manipulate you into being more scared having a bigger reaction and i don't like that i don't like fucking being manipulated and it's just if you look up the studies there's a special tone and it's set up that creates anxiety in your body so when something happens you overreact to it and you remember it as being very scared <laughs> no,
0: that's, that's great.
2: <laughs> well i will i will jump in with my my quick um intro to this film like candy said we saw this in the theater when it came out uh in 2013 and you know we had fun with it um we got to see a grown man throw popcorn uh in her hair which was hilarious Um, (laughs) but uh and and so we went back to revisit this prior to recording tonight uh we watched it last week and that was the second time i saw it because i will be completely honest this film kind of flew under the radar for me after I watched it the first time. Um, it just
6: it blew its load for me, too. The first shot was great. And then like I need to, to watch this again.
2: Right, right. You know, I mean, it it blew its load. It gave me the money shot. I got the pearl necklace and ah! we went back and watched it. And, and I'm not going to lie. I had fun watching it a second time. But when you've seen one haunted house exorcism movie, you've seen them all. Amen. and it, and it didn't really you know there were there were there are things about this film that I really enjoy but it as a whole it didn't do it for me because you got to think at the time after when this came out you've obviously you've already had the exorcist right so that's that you know stunted its growth for me right at the beginning because the there's no film that will ever top the exorcist the original exorcist for me but you also had the Last Exorcism, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. You know, you've had all of these other films, you know, Just, that have done such similar things that you know when this film came out, like it didn't really show me anything new. And since we watched it in the film, I educated myself on the actual real life haunting um, of the Arnold Estate, um, the Perrin House, whatever you want to call it, and. The real story is much more terrifying than what we what I feel like we got from the movie.
6: Um, I agree on that. I'm just sorry before I pass it over. Uh, The Warrens uh, are some interesting, you know, uh, look up information about the Warrens. Lorraine Warren was still alive when this film was made, and so she had things. And, and what I do like that she kind of forced into the film is the love story between them. You know, that it, that's true. That's real. But if you look up other stuff on the Warrens, you're going to be a little disillusioned. And but you'll <laughs> Yeah,
2: and, and, and we'll get into that later.
1: Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, Dave. Well, I like that the fact that the only um the only time you see um Ed Warren angry in the film is when he's trying to protect his wife. That part of it's really sweet. Like their love story is very sweet. I've gotta just confess up front, I'm a huge skeptic. I'm a skeptic. I don't believe in any of this stuff. And like like you were like um Sean was mentioning the extras, for me, like ground zero for this kind of movie is the omen. The original Lee Remick. Uh, I much prefer sort of the, the atmosphere buildup in that. Although this movie it, and you, like Candy was saying, the jump scares, like I hate jump scares, but in this movie, they work. And I'm not exactly sure why, but like we were watching it last night and I'm actually like covering my face, especially the uh, when you're gonna, you are going gonna—you know that the, the, the apparition is going to be above the schiffer robe. I'm like covering my face. This movie is effective. The jump scares are effective. I think it's got a lot to do with the sound, the, the music that builds up to it, those orchestral hits that come before. Uh, it, it gives you a telegraph light and the clapping hands behind um lily taylor that's her name right i have it right here yeah lily taylor those clapping hands behind her when she's in the stairwell that uh, that fucking scares the shit out of me and i'm glad that um uh, nico before he had the left mentioned uh, lily taylor he said um uh oh, what's her uh, uh, not,
4: uh I, I
1: have down she's got a real amanda Plummer vibe and i love her she's like She's like a little bit sideways in her acting. I, love, I just love her. She stands out in this movie for me. This is more of a straight role for her. Like a lot of her other roles, she's much weirder. This one is much yes. more like a mom of like five teenage girls who that? Who wouldn't that drive crazy. But the, it's the jump scares, which I normally hate too. But in this movie, they work.
6: Um, yeah, I'll give you that. But I feel like they're... You know, I don't. I don't want to be manipulated. Like something like uh, hereditary scared. Now that fucking kept me up. Like, that yeah, like I can't. Yeah,
1: that it was, movie disturbed me.
6: Yeah, it was great because I was so fucked up from it. I was like, oh god, because I'm this jaded watch horror every day person. And I'm like, oh my god, that fucking fucked me up. Um, but yeah, so I don't. I don't like being manipulated because I have anxiety disorders. I don't need your fucking help. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> i'm already anxious i'm already that tense so but the tone actually has a literal natural um way of interacting with your body and creating um you know the anxiety feeling so like i said why they're cheap and 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 used like that you know that build up that silence but there's that low tone that you, you, you know, know it's
1: and you know it's coming
6: and, you know, what's coming, so you're nervous, and that makes it more effective, but it's not as effective on other watchings because, because uh, you know, you're not being manipulated. You know, like, when you watch it at home, you, you don't get that tone, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like, if you're going to scare me, fucking scare me. Don't play tricks to scare me. Like, I would much rather be disturbed by a film that never had a jump scare. I, I really am against jump scares. Well, I
1: think as as, as if There's a formula fans, to it. Because we're, we, we are true horror, like, aficionados. But I think, like, for, like, people who maybe aren't so steeped in it, like, they like the jump scares if they're done well. And yeah, I think well, done even well if they're it.
6: not done well. I mean, like, yeah. that's what ruined the It movies for me. Um, yeah,
1: especially the second one right? it was all, yeah, scary. I'm like, up, you know up, but, but
6: you know it's it's there's a formula it jumps it's like to hold your attention. It's the roller coaster ride, but the roller coaster is so predictable after a while, you stop having fun with it, you know yeah, it's, it's you like a one and done kind of thing. So if you're going to do a film that's going to last, you need to be straightforward. You need to be creative. And you can't trick me into being scared because you're never going to trick me like that again. I already know.
1: (laughs) The one thing I wanted to mention, too, was the doll. I just like the fact that, or I didn't like the fact that, like, the actual doll in real life is just like this typical Raggedy Ann doll. In this movie, it's so over-the-top, like, sinister. It's, It's just, it's like... Like what doll, what kid would ever want that doll? Like we're supposed to we're supposed to accept that at some point a little girl wanted this doll with the face. That's what I'm, the, I'm like, that's the ugliest fucking doll. No one wants ever this. No one would ever want this doll. Yeah, like, I would never want that. like if that I ever thought. saw that doll on the street, I would burn it right then and there. You know, it right looks fucked there. up and but I think
6: that's what they were going for. But I'm like, you're really dumbing down your audience here. Like but it's a little
1: it's a little too too much.
2: Like too much too much. Like, Am I the only motherfucker that thinks a raggedy Ann doll is creepier? Like
1: that's my no, point. A raggedy Ann doll on its own is creepy enough. Done correctly, that could be creepy enough because it's innocent. It the, does look where like this doll look is look just so creepy. Out. Right. I don't need. I don't need to be spoon-fed to creepy. I can do that myself. You
0: know. <laughs> yeah,
6: that's what I said. It felt like it felt like it was dumbing us down. Dumb. Uh, we have uh, Shane has joined us. Hi, Shane. Would you like to share? Um, your initial impression of the conjuring we were just talking about our experiences when we first saw it
5: okay yeah um, hi everybody thanks for having me sorry I'm late um, I actually seen this movie three times now and uh, it's actually one of my favorite horror movies I, I love supernatural horror I um, slasher horror kind of gets boring from time to time but supernatural horror you know if it can make me jump a go what the fuck was that? <laughs> I love it. Um, this movie has actually made me... It's a jump scare later in the movie, but it always gets me... I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> now, which <laughs> jump scare is
5: it? Uh, it's the maid and the cop. when, when yeah. maid yeah, exactly
6: the um, um, uh, coming.
5: My first experience with this movie was actually with my ex-wife. Uh, Voodoo was doing, like... Uh, one of its anniversaries where you can rent certain movies for like cents on the dollar. So I'm like, I've never seen the conjuring. I've wanted to see it. I rented it. And then, uh, yeah, that that's my ex-wife. And then, uh, my current one, she's like, I like horror movies. Have you seen the conjuring? (laughs) No. And it terrified her. She swore off horror for about two weeks. Uh, and then
6: the victory,
5: yeah, and then I um, actually have the six-movie set on Blu-ray of the first two Conjuring movies, all three Annabelle's and The Nun on Blu-ray. And uh, I have Conjuring 3 on Blu-ray. I only have La La Rona on DVD, but I'm like, okay, it's... In my opinion, that was the lesser one in the franchise. But, uh you know, I enjoy this movie. It... it always gets me to jump at that one jump scare i can be like this morning i was what finishing it up going okay i'm ready i'm ready shit
0: go <laughs> <laughs> get and you I'm like,
5: wait i can't yell that out because i have uh, a three-year-old and a five-year-old and a six-month-old and i don't want to yell out too loud because that will disturb them and they're sleeping
6: <laughs> i got a tip for you on that in other languages that's <laughs> <laughs> in arabic when the kids were little and uh, I see the filthiest things in Arabic. To cuss, but you know, I my daughter believes until she was about eight that uh stupid was a bad word because I didn't want her calling anybody stupid. She mm-hmm. thought it was a cuss word, so she never said it. <laughs> she has not well, forgive me for that.
5: My problem is it's like my three year old, she's special needs, she's autistic. So when she hears something, she repeats it. And I lived in Germany for four years and I'm the I go, Ah, Scheiza. Scheiße. Oh shit.
6: <laughs> Literally, yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah. Literally. She'll actually repeat things. And then there's times where like her her mom or me go, No, that's a daddy word. Don't say that. That's a daddy word.
6: When um Nan, our oldest, was uh was three, I had her in Target on a Sunday. We're standing in line and all the lines were backed up and there's one phrase that I say all the time and it's jesus fucking christ and i would never censor that one because i'd be like jesus fucking christ so we go to get in line she's like jesus fucking christ that's a long line or something like that i was like um and all the church people are staring at me i'm like oh
2: (laughs) way to go mom
6: jesus fucking christ
3: mom of the year
6: (laughs) i want to take this moment uh to say i i um, and simultaneously in love with Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. I love their love story. I did mention that. But um, right before my surgery, when theaters had just reopened, because I had surgery in June, uh, I went to see The Devil and Made Me Do It, which is technically the third film in this. But, like, why do we need so many motherfucking sequels? Like, can't we just leave shit alone? Just leave shit alone.
5: Yeah. Uh- it down. Reason for that is money. People want money.
6: Yeah, but but it's like it's like money that like costs it. You know, it's not worth the money that you're making because you've just fucked your entire franchise now. And you you fuck, you got your franchise. People don't fucking respect you, and it's like waking up. You know, like oh god, what I bring home from the bar? You know, like oh mm-hmm. shit. Yeah,
0: and, yeah.
6: and and I'm talking shit about you know I know I don't really talk shit about Freddie, but. Um, we all know the weakest in the in the series is six. um, but I will defend that motherfucker. I'll die on that hill. but like it's I know what it is. I know it's bad, and I know it's just like totally fucking up the entire franchise.
5: But, no. yeah. uh, I, I almost said something just to give you shit, Candy. I was like, yeah, we all know Dream Warriors is the weakest one.
6: Shit, go ahead.
5: Uh, do, do. <laughs> <What is that? laughs> no, I was guessing. we all know number three is the weakest. I'm oh giving you shit. God. I'm just giving you shit. Wow.
2: Yeah, that's that's a that's a road you do not want to go down.
5: <laughs> oh no, no, no. I, I just had to say it because Rob's it's, not here, and I love Rob. He's a brother. I I just had to say, t- channel my inner Rob there.
2: Shane, it's been nice having you on. Um,
5: <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I will admit I haven't seen as much. Freddy as I have Jason um but the ones I have seen were uh 1 3 and I believe 6
2: yeah 6 and, is
5: and New Nightmare.
6: Uh, it, from my favorites are 1 3 new Nightmare.
5: yeah so, well th- those are the only ones I've seen because uh like I, I said I looked
6: Freddy movies, I, mean, not seen movies. <laughs> I didn't know that a world existed where people haven't seen all the Freddy movies
5: <laughs> well, I'm yeah.
6: really, I really didn't know that
5: well, I'm a I'm an Air Force brat. I grew up in the military, and when we lived in Germany, we only had four English speaking channels, and one was the British Sky One, and they literally sh- like here's number one, number two, I missed that one, and then they had number three, and for Halloween, they Armed Forces Network always played uh, was it Freddy's Dead? I'm like. Yeah.
6: It's, it's easy to get the rights to that piece of shit. But I, I love that piece of shit, That is yeah. my piece of shit.
5: So, yeah, I remember watching that one with my family, and my dad was just ripping into that movie and going, This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't
6: suck. I mean, the map says we're fucked, but you know, that's uh, the yep. best line
5: ever. I love that.
6: The map says we're fucked, and literally, you're fucked. Yeah. And I'm like,
0: That's just
2: genius. That's an <laughs> absolute genius. Well, but, to, to get back onto the Conjuring, um, I know that- <laughs> I know that we've talked about Patrick Wilson and Vera Farminga, and they're both exceptionally attractive. Um, But I've got to say, Ron Livingston, when I see his face on film, all I think about is office space. TPS
0: reports.
2: That's all I think about. And so this whole film, like, I'm totally distracted because every time I see his face, that's all I think about is fucking office space.
0: That's why
6: he's not in any movie. Like, Like,
2: he has been typecast. Yes. Yeah. Only that character. Yeah,
1: poor guy. So I think of uh, Band of Brothers when I see his face. It's, 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 that's where I come up.
2: With. Oh yeah, I totally forgot he was in.
1: That. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Say what was the <laughs> he's, the, he's the soul of that entire series. No,
2: exactly. you're right. Right. are
1: yeah, uh, but yeah, and he's got that. And this, he's got that great '70s hair. It's like a little too big, and like. Yeah, too full. Yeah, yeah. Just, he he's got the,
3: the great hair in this one. What's going on the sideburns? Yeah, it's, uh, it's
1: Patrick Wilson too. Those we talked about those sideburns. They're a little too much. They, they, they're scarier than almost anything else in this movie is Patrick Wilson's sideburns. <laughs> I can think of Patrick Wilson
6: all motherfucking day, all day. Yeah, a, yeah.
1: yeah he's a handsome guy. I, I yeah. loved him at uh, night Owl and watchman. I love that.
5: I loved him in that. Yeah, when I saw Patrick Wilson, my first thought was. When is he got to break into song like he did in Phantom of the Opera? So. <laughs> and he
6: does in the second film.
5: Yeah, yeah, with the Elvis.
6: Yeah, and I'm like, oh, 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 my heart
0: melts.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's actually me and my missus's uh, song is uh, the Elvis version of the song is yeah. Wise Men Don't Tell. Or, well, you guys know the song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I do have a question for you. I, I know. Being a fan of the show, uh, Dave, I know, uh, listening to it, you're usually, like, watching in the background. You guys know Elaine Warren did a cameo in the movie, right? Yeah, yes. she was in
1: the, the crowd at the beginning Yeah, right, they're showing the
6: film. Yes.
5: She, yeah.
6: That's what i talking about. She was still alive when this film was yeah. made.
0: Yeah,
5: I, I didn't realize it until this morning when they're zoom- or panning up to uh, Mrs. Perrin. I'm like, wait, that's Lorraine Warren. How the hell have I missed this? Why yeah, so she what? Yeah, her,
2: her, and uh, uh, the uh, one of the women from the Perrin family. Yeah. I think, I think they both. May
3: have been the mom.
2: I think they both advised on this film.
3: I think it was Sandy.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Advised meaning cash the check.
2: Right. Right.
1: <laughs>
6: well, all well, about that shit. But right. I, I do love her and Ed's love story. But if you do any research, like, um, I guess we'll just kind of dive into that for a second about the Warrens. Now, Dave, I, I do want to say something really quick. Uh, I know you're a skeptic. If you were around me, you would not be a skeptic.
2: And and Dave, just so you know, I'm around her and I'm still kind of a skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> the
6: things you happen, you're going
2: to tell me. Well, been on the couch. I, will, I will say this. I... I look at a scientist I take a scientific approach. So like here's here's an example. Our our bedroom has a ceiling fan with lights and those lights will randomly come on or turn off. Uh, the fan will randomly turn on and turn off and the second it does she starts freaking out like you know there's something present. There's a presence, blah, blah, blah. I'm over here trying to figure out radio frequencies. Like, you know, there's <laughs> there's there's some reason why why this is happening. You're like
1: Egon.
6: So here's the thing. Why does, why do the kids bathroom lights do it to me? Why do our bathroom lights do it to me? The Lights out here. And I'm not talking about the stream lights. I'm talking about the fucking garage lights. They flicker on me. I blow out light bulbs wherever I go.
2: It's called science.
6: Okay. What about the
1: bird? Remember the bird that got into the garage?
6: Yeah. What is, yeah, yeah. is the, the science? Bird. How I can blow out light bulbs?
2: Well, because you're a fucking asshole, and those light bulbs cost me money.
5: What
0: the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> you are wrong. Oh, Shon, I got couple-
5: to warn you, Matt. You're in punching distance. She might
2: just actually crack you one of these days. I am I know. I know. I get it after the show. Don't You're worry. Fucking dick. <laughs> Whatever. Let me but, just no.
1: state up front. My my uh, skepticism uh, comes from my uh, natural laziness because I don't know when. When do you stop believing? Like, if you believe in this or that, how do you know when to stop? Believe like, do I believe in you know Easter Island? Do I believe in Atlantis? I don't know where to stop believing. So I don't believe in any of it.
2: Right. Well, and see, the, well, and that's the, more that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, like, it is, it is a, it is a deep dark hole that you start to go down because when you start to believe about one thing, then that means you have to start believing about another thing. Yeah. And the next thing, the next thing you know, you're in fucking QAnon yeah, like, fucking it, forums, yeah, like, you know, trying to, to figure out with a gun, you know, right, for Which kids. which president drinks baby blood and.
6: <laughs> right. Um, question to you um you've been around me this long you've seen some shit and you've experienced it with me and you're gonna tell me you're still skeptical about me
2: i'm i'm just that's just how i am that's how i was wired you've
6: seen it happen
2: i have and i i had an experience and i'll I'll get to you in a second shane i had an experience one time so right around the time and we've talked about this before in previous episodes right around the time that that in in the late 90s when the Blair Witch Project first came out, me and a friend of mine, we were going out in the middle of nowhere. We live in Indiana. There's plenty of country out here, and we would drive these country roads, and we would play paper, rock, scissors when we we would get to a, like a three-way stop to decide which way we would go. And this is like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and we're just out driving around fucking two-liter Mountain Dew bag of chips just fucking smoking <laughs> cigarettes driving around. And we would find these abandoned houses out in the middle of nowhere. And we would go and we would, you know, take a, a old camcorder and just, you know, a flashlight and just go explore. And we found this abandoned house out in the middle of nowhere. And we decided this was gonna be our place. This was gonna be our hangout. And we we literally went and we bought wood, we bought paint, we bought You know, nails, everything we could think of. And we went up, and we fucking started, like, making this, like, a fucking hangout, right? Because, I mean, it was a abandoned house. Nobody ever fucking went out there. And so somebody had the bright idea. Let's get a Ouija board, and let's go. That's
3: never a a bright idea.
2: And and we had – I had an experience that night. And so we we go upstairs. There was – and this place was was old and it was rotted and it was decrepit, and we had to we had to buy plywood just so we could go to the into the upstairs part because the floor was practically falling apart, and we go up there and we we get this Ouija board and we light some candles, and we start you know fucking around, and we're all you know like, oh, you're moving it, no, you're moving it, you know, fucking you know whatever well, so we had a lantern, right, and this is middle of the night, you know midnight, one o'clock in the morning, whatever. And the where we were hanging the lantern, there was an area of the upstairs that was shadowed, right? That that the the light wasn't reaching. And as we're doing the Ouija board, the what do they call that? What's the planchette? The, the planchette. It starts moving, and of course we're instantly accusing each other of fucking moving it. Nobody's you know nobody's ad- admitting to moving it, and all of a sudden we start hearing this fucking growl. Right. And it was almost like it was like a human making an animal growl. Right. But it was coming from the area that was shadowed from the lantern. Right. And it was dark. And we're all kind of looking at each other like now it's serious. Like, what the fuck was that? And so we panic and we all decide to fucking leave. So my buddy in his I, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. He takes the Ouija board. And he rips it in half. Now, I mean, we're talking, like, a Parker Brothers fucking Ouija. Well, I mean, who
6: created it.
2: And rips it in half. And he's, like, holding it over one of the candles, trying to burn it as we're leaving. And he can't get it to light, so he just throws it, and we go out, and we get in the car. We drive down the driveway. It's, like, maybe a quarter of a mile, the driveway is, through this, like, cornfield. And we get to the end of it. And my buddy's sitting in the back seat, and he's like, holy shit. And we all turn around. We're like, what? And he's like, the fucking house is on fire. And we all look back. We look out the window, and we don't see anything. And he's like, maybe I saw something. I don't know. He's like, I swear I thought I saw the house on fire. So we go back to his house, chill. We spend the night. We sleep, whatever. The next day, we go back to the house. The only thing that's left standing is the chimney. Everything else is smoldering fucking rubble. Now, that to me, that kind of freaked me out. That's probably the only experience I've ever had that was like maybe supernatural, but even still to this day, I'm like there's a reason behind it. you know what I'm saying? like like he actually, in my mind, he actually lit the Ouija board on fire and he tossed it, and it caught you know I mean, it was in a fucking old abandoned house that wood was probably you know. As dry as Barbara Bush's vagina. Like, I mean <laughs>
0: Wow. Not expecting it, that.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like, like, so the house probably really did catch on fire because of us. We're <laughs> arsonists. Um, I'm hoping the statue of limitations has expired at this point because I'm admitting to a felony. But you know, like, like it was it was a creepy experience and it was weird, but I'm like, that was like teenage me. Right? All the pot and LSD I was fucking taking at that time. Like, you know?
0: This is entirely
6: different from the conversation we fucking had about this.
2: <laughs> it well, really is. It's because I'm talking to my guy friends.
1: Okay. <laughs> he, was, he was trying to get laid.
6: <laughs> See, okay, now, believe what you want. I'm a skeptic myself. I told you I'm an atheist. Like, I, I'm skeptical about fucking everything. But mediumship runs in my family, and it comes through our dreams. Um, And some of us have it. And I have a very strong vibration. This is why um, I have the typical signs of I blow out light bulbs just by being nearby. And um, I'm like a magnet. I attract spirits. And everywhere I go, I thought it was just every place I lived was haunted. But um, it's me. I'm haunted. And uh, so we had a seance. Last uh, Halloween, that's when the veil is the thinnest, and uh, we talked to his dad. So you can sit there and that's all fucking tough, and tell me that wasn't real.
2: No, you're right because I'm now I'm kind of getting goosebumps now that you say that. Yeah, because it was real.
6: We have I have a picture of a hand on his. There was nobody there. The children were all gone because they're older and they were doing other Halloween things with their friends. It was just us in a dark house. And I have a picture because I would just snap pictures. We got some orbs and whatever, but there's literally a hand on him and his father was talking to him.
2: Yeah, she's kind of right because my kind of kind of kind of yeah. right. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, and the thing about my dad, too, is that my dad left when I was like maybe 12 or 13. I'm not trying to get deep, so don't worry. Um, but my parents divorced when I was about twelve or thirteen and I didn't really talk to him a whole lot. He kind of moved off and did his own thing, whatever. That's cool. Um, but after he passed away, I got you know, I was the next of kin. And so I had to deal with the whole, you know, funeral arrangements, this, that and the other. And I can't afford, you know, like some big funeral. I mean, I don't even really know a whole lot about this guy. So I had him cremated and had him send him send me his ashes and his ashes have been in our house ever since. And ever and ever since we have had, you know, these instances with the lights turning off, turning on, you know, this, that and the other. So, you know, yeah, it was it was kind of weird. It kind of freaked me out. But, you know, there is a scientific explanation behind it.
6: It's called We Have Spirits in Our House.
2: <laughs> okay, Shane? Alright,
5: um, I actually have an experience, a supernatural one, uh, happened about three months ago. Um, uh, my, my missus, she's a bit uh sensitive to the thing, so she can kind of sense it all, and uh, I was helping her move out of her old place into the, where we're living right now, which we both are getting feelings about, because it's an old assistant living facility, so we're like, we know people have died here. <laughs> but uh, this instance, I was loading up, uh, my boss was nice enough to let me borrow uh, one of our work vans, I'm a delivery driver, so I'm using a work van, and I'm literally stepping out of the back, and something grabs my right leg and pulls me down like I'm about to fall, and I literally, I look down and there's three bruises on my right knee. And I'm like, that wasn't there five seconds ago. What the fuck just happened? And we both, every time we stepped in to this house, it was, uh, her uncle owned the house and her mom and her were renting it out. And every time we just got this feeling of something doesn't want us here. Something is like trying to get rid of us. And, she was actually there earlier in the morning doing, like, last-minute cleaning before I start moving furniture and everything, and she got three scratches across the chest. And here's the thing. That happened on a Saturday. The next day, Sunday, both the scratches are gone and my bruises are gone off my leg, and we're both like, we're never stepping foot in that fucking house again. <laughs> and uh, – um We actually, we have blink security cameras in our apartment that we use as nanny cameras because during the week we have three kids, but weekends we have five kids. My, my older two live with my ex-wife, but uh, we use them as nanny cams. Last Saturday in our kids' room, our three-year-old daughter is sleeping. No movement whatsoever. No fans, no windows open, nothing why the hell did the motion sensor camera kick on? And we're looking and we're like, that's an orb that's clearly flying across slowly across the screen. And we're like, shit, there's something in there. <laughs> and uh, it's like, we're like, uh, well this isn't an old assistant living facility and she's you and it's like Candy, you and my wife would get along perfectly. She's, uh, She's actually gone, you know, I, she told me, I've decided I'm not Christian. I, I'll i let you believe what you believe in. She's like, I'm more of a witch. She's like, are you Wiccan or a witch? She goes, I'm a witch. And um, she's sensitive to that type of thing. And, like, she senses her grandfather around because he gave up This is the man she loved absolutely, and he gave her a stuffed animal. And we have it here in our apartment, and she senses him, like... Uh, we're wondering like why the hell are the kid like or the baby laughing for no reason or the three year olds laughing for no reason? We're like, she told me that's because my grandfather wanted to be a great grandpa like nothing else. So the kids
6: are just naturally yeah. uh, spiritually more open to that. As we get older, um, as adults, um, we get more of that logical mind thinking and and blocking and and just sort of accepting you know. And being more skeptical, the kids are very, they're open. Mm -hmm. They don't know to close themselves off. It's just like, for me, I've closed myself off, but I just, I'm a big magnet. And see, what is interesting about this is like, these are the conversations when we left the theater um, after seeing this film, Sean and I were having these discussions. No, I mean, we've known each other since we were children, but, like, we were telling each other, like, you know, some of these experiences we've had. And I think it's interesting that it it does spawn, like, these questions. I've had um, a lot of things I can't explain happen to me in the most haunted place here in Indiana. Um, something wouldn't let me go further out of there. It's called the Step Cemetery. I mean, like I said, if you're not in Indianapolis, you're basically in rural Indiana. So it's Morgan Road State Forest is where it's at. This is really old, tiny, abandoned place and it's it's the most haunted place in Indiana like I said but uh I was walking through it and I love to hang out in cemeteries I just do because I'm a spooky bitch or something but uh no I I just feel very peaceful there and I used to do like rubbings of graves and things like that um but yeah and there was like the way that the trees came together I mean this is a national or a state forest or whatever it almost looks like a doorway and my boyfriend at the time had walked beyond it, and like we checked out the, you know, cemetery, whatever. And, and he walked beyond because he wanted to show me some other things because he was big nature. He was a green witch. And um, so I go, and it's, it literally the way the branches came together looks like a door. And I go to walk through that because that's how you get out of there. And it was like I walked into a brick wall. I mean, I went down hard, right on my ass. I was 17 when that happened, and it scared the fucking shit out of me. Like. I could not walk past it, whatever was there, not to be on my ass. But yeah, so it, it's, it's things like this. And I, I like how, you know, where, where Nico, when he was saying, you know, I'm not really into the haunted house or ghost or spirit thing, subgenre, I am. that shit scares me because I experience it a lot and particularly in my dreams and um, I happen to have you know sleep disorders. That's why I'm so attached to Freddie, because you know, sleep is scary to me. And I um I wake up every night and wander the halls about three, four, you know, whatever. So it it's just like, you know, I like that it inspires these conversations. But, you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren were um they did some some shifty stuff that people were like, they're absolutely fakes because of like the Amityville and we get that at the end of this um this movie where it's like where you know they get back from everything and and you know he puts the little relic into their museum and and she's like well that was the Vatican they approved the uh, the exorcism which they had just done she's like and we got to call about something on long island and that's setting up for the Amityville horror which they famously did go and find spirits but then there's a story that's out there that um like jay anson i believe is who wrote the book with uh the lutz family and in the Amityville horror and said all that is is just uh them making up a story with uh, a lot of wine in them you know so it's like so if they're saying it's true and and you know and there was a back and forth between them it's it's mostly accepted that that was a con that was that was completely made up but the warrants are trying to say, no, 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 there really is something. And there were some stories, you know, there was a murder and, and whatever, but they were just trying to, you know, they never had too much credibility. So it, what we see in this movie is a romanticized version. And I also want to bring up The Conjuring 2 uh, quickly because everybody was always like, oh, I love The Conjuring 2. It's so much better than the first one. I'm like, I was bored. I did not like it. At all. I thought the first one is the best one, and the rest. Of- Annabelle can fucking suck my dick. I fucking hate it. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. That's a different body. movie. Different
1: movie.
6: I can't. But it's part of it's part of the franchise. Of, of no. It. Um. But you know, it, it's just that story in The Conjuring too, because we're never going to cover that. I'm just going to shoot my shot with that right now. <laughs> I'm I'm the boss lady about that. We're not doing The Conjuring too. Well- and and I want to say, oh, let me finish uh, But what I want lady. to say, is what that was that dealt with the Enfield poltergeist? They never even made it through the doors. They actually took it upon themselves to go out there and showed up, and showed up, and they were like, "Get the fuck out of here! Right. We have this this movie, the Conjuring. This is great. That's the movie I want to see. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. get, the
2: yeah. get the fuck out! Get the fuck out!
1: Yeah. out. Yeah. 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 You out. bloody wanker!" No, you know, but it's like,
6: um, so the Enfield guys, they were never involved with that, but they made this whole fucking story about it. So, you know, obviously they're really good at that. So I am skeptical about them. And what I'm not skeptical about is what I've seen with my own eyes and what I've experienced, which is absolutely true. I'm a very honest person. So that's what yeah. I have to say about that.
2: And, and real quick, I'm, I am like Fox Mulder. In the X Files, that little poster he has behind his office. I, that's, I want to believe. I want to believe. Like I really do. I want to believe. I can't
0: believe You know. One you don't. But a I, bit.
2: I think it's humanity. You know. Same with religion. We, a lot of us fear death, right? And so we, and so we hold on to these things that make us think that there's something after death, right? like it's not like we just like we just blink out of existence right like it's not just total blackness like i think about death is like when i go to sleep at night you know that you know you go to sleep and you wake up and there's nothing in between right when you don't dream like that's for me personally that's how i feel like death's going to be like like you just go to sleep and bam that's it's nothing right but we hold on to these these ideas of like spirits and, and things like that because it's like we want to progress, we want to transcend, we want to continue on, right? I don't know. That's just my theory. But I will say, as far as the Ed and Lorraine thing, um, that was that was probably once I learned the history about this story, um, that was kind of a turn off for this movie for me yeah. because it was like that family. Like they lead you to believe in the film that like, you know, Ed and Lorraine like exercised the demons and everything was fine and hunky dory and they were happy. In reality, the parent family actually lived in that house for 10 years and then they ended up selling the house because they couldn't fucking afford it anymore because the pipes burst and fucking they couldn't afford to fix it. So they I had like to the
6: leave. Horror they couldn't afford it anymore.
2: Right, right. Um and and I just wanted to let you guys know, I looked this up today. The actual house, the Arnold estate, eight acres, fourteen rooms, is on the market right now, uh, for one point two million dollars. If you want no, we can't we can't do it. So, you know, they they are actually they are taking advantage of the popularity now because of these films. And I think
6: like that meme, the white people moving like right. it's haunted. Eighteen people <laughs> like, family move in with the Yeah,
2: boys. it was Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Right, too many can't
1: stay.
2: <laughs> but uh, but they are actually renting it out uh, by the day to paranormal investigators and journalists and things like that to to investigate and and even you know there have been some journalists that went and stayed there and claimed oh yes it is haunted so you know 1.2 million um if you've if you've got it and you don't want to subscribe to my OnlyFans then by all means buy the house. And move in there. It's Rhode Island, so yeah.
6: But there, there were some actual tragedies, um, in that did take place.
2: There. Yeah, it does have history. It does have a history. And that's why in I say- any,
1: in any, in any building that's been around for a hundred years, aren't there going to be tragedies that have happened there, right. just by just by dint of chance? Well,
6: when we bought this house, this is were you know our first house that we've ever owned. I was like, how is this house haunted? It's only like a year and a half full. In day. <laughs> Just really bad haunted.
2: It must have been a built on a burial on an ground. Burial ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay,
1: uh, Dave, I'm sorry. I, the, <laughs> I, I, I wanna, okay, so I am a skeptic, but the, uh, this is sort of my um, after school special moment. I, 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 As a person, I need to accept that my experience is not everyone else's experience. I have never experienced anything paranormal, anything that I have ever thought has been paranormal. But uh, and, and I tend to get snobby as a, as a skeptic. I think I think people like me tend to do that. We we're intellectual, we're you know we're skeptics. We, I, I think as as a human being, and that all of us need to remember that none of us have experienced the life of another. We have never walked the same journey as the other person, and we have to be respectful of that, whether you believe it or not. You have to accept that their experience is what they have experienced. And I think, well, I think that, you're very
0: unique
6: that. in knowing that about yourself because they the rest of them are, will just spew bile well, I'm and trying and to grow cool. as a
1: person and remember that <laughs> I have not experienced
6: Here all works in progress and
1: it's wise yeah. And I think that's a good lesson for everyone. You know, whatever you think about anyone else, you know, a, a homeless person, you know, you can you can you say, Oh, he should get a job. Well, you know, maybe you haven't lived his fucking life. Maybe you don't know what it's like to be him. Yeah. You know maybe you should have a little compassion maybe your sh- default position should be compassion and acceptance and and that is my um my um after school special moment i think that's where we should all come down to is acceptance and, and compassion and accept the fact that i don't know what it's like to be the other guy you know the more you know, more you know I, I should, yeah. should, imagination <laughs> Um, Imagination. And I'm saying that because I need to do that more because I tend to get very cynical and. Well,
6: I think you're an atheist like I am, but I'm I'm a humanist much more. I don't like to subscribe to 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 anything. Yeah. Um. I don't like to subscribe to anything, but I am I I'm more in the teachings of like or the beliefs of like humanists. Like, you know, we need to take care of each other and be good human.
1: Yeah, regardless of our, our 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 differing experiences, like I would never I would yeah. never tell you that what you have experienced you didn't experience. Right. I don't
6: know. But a lot of people would. So that's very um, mature. No, I think
1: that's a good lesson. We should be yeah less judgmental, more accepting. You know. Oh, I
6: wish that for the world. That don't, would be world peace. Don't
1: vote for Trump in 2024. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs>
6: you can edit that out. Yes. Sorry. Uh. No, we never edit that out. We leave that shit right in. Um. Uh. Shane.
5: Well. I'm going to just say something that I've heard on the show several times to go with what Dave said. Just be nice to each other for all else. Be nice. Yeah,
1: that was Rob, right? Rob?
5: Yeah. That's yeah right. It's like, you know, nice. I, like I said, Rob's a brother. I love Rob. I message yeah. I yeah. Mac all the time on uh, we're all part of the same action discord. And I'm gonna, I told Rob this story when uh, I recorded an episode for one of his shows. I actually have to thank Mike Scott. Because yeah, uh, he's a great guy. I uh, I'm a Scott Atkins fan, and I just typed into uh, my Google Podcast trying to see if I can find the reviews, and I see the Atkins Undisputed podcast. And then I found him on Instagram, messaged him, he gave me his email. We corresponded for a little bit. He goes, best way to get a hold of me is on Discord, and that's what I uh, I messaged him. And then I see this little thing that Rob posted for mortal Kombat 1995 i listened to that and i i just loved what him and mac were saying and i listened to every episode
6: guys
5: i actually uh they were nice enough to let me guess on one of their episodes i just got to shout it out uh the desperado episode probably the best one ever (laughs) no uh, i
6: I think i win with my uh very interesting take on roadhouse everybody's It comes to me like, you were the one on the Roadhouse episode. I was like, oh, yeah.
5: But, I was. but that, it's like Rob then posted on the Discord the the uh, shared link for your guys' uh, Event Horizon episode. And I love that movie.
6: we um, had a great time discussing
5: it. I listened to that one, and I'm like, I want to listen to more of this. I'm like, this is the shit. And I've listened to every episode, but, you know, the Jacob's Wife episode... Because you yeah,
6: guys I that this morning,
5: Yeah, know, that uh, right up now it just dropped. And I'm like, I'm listening to this really cool audiobook and I'm like, I want to listen to Candy's show, but I want to finish listening to Cassandra Peterson's autobiography. Right. So, you know,
6: and I, I definitely will yield to uh, Elvira <laughs> herself. Uh, she's the so, horror queen I'm trying to be. Like, she's an inspiration to yeah, you know, and, uh, horror hostessness.
5: It's like doing my job, it's something, that I I listen to podcasts or audiobooks, I've actually listened to a few of the, uh, from the case files of Ed and Lorraine Warren, and they actually, one of them, they talked about the infield haunting, and I'm like, that didn't happen in the goddamn movie, but I've also heard that you guys weren't actually in the building.
6: They weren't allowed in,
5: no. 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 (laughs) They
0: weren't allowed in.
5: (laughs) And, and I'm like,
6: they, they like cold call them, but except showed up.
5: Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and
1: they were told to fuck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: I, uh, I will say that's it's like, there was one scene in the movie that I kind of subscribe. That's when the sheriff's deputy runs up with a shotgun, blows the door off its hinges. I'm like, yeah, that's more of my style of, uh, dealing with ghosts. I'm like the Sam and Dean Winchester style. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I. I actually got the supernatural tattoo on my left arm. If
6: oh, very,
1: oh,
5: nice. very nice. I've had that for nine years now. I was. I just got the
6: yeah. first one for my 41st last year. All
5: Yep, it's like, uh, like Mr. Something. Science 3000. Good.
6: Yes. Yeah, we're uh, Dave and I. That's how Dave and I met. I mean, between mm-hmm. their love for Romero. Yeah, <laughs> his points here. Um, I got. my First tattoo at forty one. I'll be forty two next Tuesday.
5: Oh well, happy birthday.
1: Fifty five, baby. I got my first tattoo
6: at fifty-five. <laughs> so my mom was in her late forties when she got her first. But um What did
1: she get? What was your mom's first tattoo?
6: Uh Sun, Moon, and Stars. My mom's very new agey. Um That's she okay. um she does like tarot and, and stuff like that, or she used to. So that was I was raised between that and like Catholicism. So like my shit was weird. <laughs>
5: but I <laughs> Great. You, I, you I, and my wife would get along well, Candy. I I I'll try to convince her that you got to message my friend Candy. She's awesome. <laughs> <know> my, <father."
6: laughs> my tarot cards right now—they're Game of Thrones, and the artwork is beautiful.
5: I I gave her the uh, Supernatural tarot card box set. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. So okay, uh,
6: so at this juncture, we are going into. Sean shitty reviews.
2: Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Love it. And Max
6: like. Din, din, din. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I've got to, I got to come up with a fucking theme song for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, you do. Some kind of <laughs> so, sound effect. Fine. It it's itself.
2: There, there is a theme. There is a theme behind these, and I'm kind of sad that Erica's not here because she is, no. she has disparaged every fucking religion in the book. Yeah, I'm saying that
1: I wish she had been here for this particular episode. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. The first, the first couple aren't, but, but the last few you'll, you'll, you'll see. Um, so our first shitty review. Now, again, these all come from IMDb because I'm lazy, and they're all one star. Um, and our first one is from uh, my man Drama Joe. What
6: the fuck with these names?
2: And he says, Hollywood, stop lying about the content of your films. People are going out of their minds, even critics proclaiming how fantastic The Conjuring is supposed to be. Don't get me wrong, I love a good horror film, especially one that doesn't cling to the modernist jump-scare paradigm, but rather builds terror around suspense and immersively felt danger. But I will never watch this movie, except out of morbid curiosity, and to justify my disdain for it. I hate this film, even without having seen it, for the (laughs) same (laughs) reason... Stop. I hate this film.
6: He's hating Aquaman because I Amber
2: heard. Right. I hate this film even without having seen it for the same reason I hate any exorcism movie that comes out in the past two decades. That one little phrase based on a true story. Go sell your snake oil somewhere else. I'm not having it. So this is a, re- a one-star review from somebody who has not seen the movie.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah, I hate this movie even though I haven't seen it.
2: Right, right. That's right. what I
1: was just
2: talking about, you know?
1: Yeah. As Veronica would say, the
6: lion, the witch, and the audacity of this bitch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, this next one comes from someone whose name I am obviously going to fail to pronounce correctly. Um, to Tildrum. Okay. Um, just another exorcism movie. Let me summarize this movie for you, and you will understand. Invisible beings behind doors. Bruises appear on characters from nowhere. Strange sounds come from the house. Invisible beings slam the doors. One of the child characters sees those beings and no one believes her. Furniture moves by themselves. Balls rolling on the floor. Disfigured and rotten-faced girl attack. Clocks stop at a certain time. Creepy music box exorcism possessed by a demon. Okay, just tell me which one of those you didn't see before. Full of cliches, I didn't find any part of this movie creative or scary. If you want a good movie, just watch the original Exorcist, and it will scare you out of your mind. And now we move on to our themed reviews. <laughs> this is from Josh Cooley. Why so Christian? It's essentially a super, all caps, Christian remake of Poltergeist with a thinly veiled anti-abortion message. Yeah, it has some creepy moments, and for a while it even seems relatively restrained, but it eventually devolves into the same old crap that you always see in this type of formulaic horror movie. There are many, many things that are so typical that it feels like you're watching a parody of a horror movie. Moments that felt as if I'd somehow stumbled into an awful, scary movie sequel. And then it falls apart when it becomes so terribly, unashamedly Christian. Its stance isn't even as nebulous as the pseudo new agey stuff in Poltergeist, and even literally spells it out for the audience that both the devil and God exist. Hooey! So if you don't mind going to see a schlocky horror movie where there never even any real danger, and don't mind the icky feeling that you've just dropped your money into a religious propaganda machine's offering plate, then well, you probably deserve the ultimately anticlimactic, unsatisfying preachy tribe.
3: Somebody drank the Jesus juice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: We're not done. <laughs> Mike Mike Trook starts us off with Christian historical revisionism at its worst. Wow, where do you even start? Horrible acting, a claim of historical accuracy, and a blatant undertone of Christian recruitment. Ah. And it's just plain offensive if you even have a quarter of a brain in your head. Apparently, we've had it wrong all these years. They really were burning witches in Salem. Just a bunch of evil women with their evil lady parts getting guys in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for clearing that up, you worthless, pathetic Christian sacks of excrement. Don't even waste your time with this crap. It's a mindless, cliched mess that's been done better without the blatantly overt Christian BS and based on actual events claim. And and last but certainly not least, CGD3207 says, POS. But you might like it if you're a misogynistic Christian ideologue who wouldn't know a good film if it bit you on the Bible Belt. Ah. If you have any doubts, just compare this stink burger to Poltergeist or The Exorcist, which are brilliantly conceived, well-written, and intelligently directed films on the same topic, also set in the 70s. Or The Birds, since these doofuses decided to have a bunch fly around at the house for no particular reason. Out of a mess of horribly written lines, I think my favorites were, A haunting can be like getting gum on your shoe, and yeah. the reason I picked my quote, She's heading towards the house. She smells like rotten meat. Since no one in the film could act though, the bad script doesn't matter that much. And it's pre- so predictable that you can tell every single time something's about to jump out or appear or drop in. The only real horror in this film is that something this badly made got into theaters.
6: You know, I, I, Eric is not the only one who, who attacks religion. Um, this is a Jacob's wife. I took I took on that Judeo Christianity, um, tacked on that a little bit, but uh, you know I got it. For once, I agree with some of those reviews because the thing about Ed Warren is he was a self proclaimed demonologist. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: right. He was I'm a demonologist.
6: okay like well you know you're gonna have to do the exorcism yourself i know you can do it and it's like um you're not a fucking priest yeah
2: and and, and, uh, you uh, haven't been
3: ordained by the catholic
2: Church. in reality they didn't do exorcisms they did seances which which kind of blew my mind when i read about how lorraine warren had advised on this film and they got that part wrong. Like they didn't extra, they didn't do any exorcisms whatsoever. They just did a seance. And so why, you know, if she was advising, why would they add that they actually did an exorcism? Cause they didn't do any exorcisms.
6: They probably cut, kind of deal. You know, like we're going to put this shit in there. Right. right. And that makes
1: them, it's more impactful.
2: And that's Hollywood. And, and, you know, Dave, we discussed when we did our Goodfellas episode, I love true crime. I especially love anything involving the mafia and you know my two favorite films in the world are Goodfellas and Donnie Brasco, and I will admit that both of those films they embellish on the true stories, right? They, they shine it up. They, they, they shine it. it up and they polish it, but they do so in a manner that it doesn't take away from the reality of the story, right? And for this one, it's like this whole thing is. Not like the true story, just like in Conjuring Two, where they didn't even make it in the fucking house. But, yes, but
6: there's a whole movie with them in the house and...
2: But in 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 reality, with with the the parent family, like Ed and Lorraine, were actually removed from the premises. Yeah, they kicked them out. Right? They, could even, they, they couldn't even. They couldn't fuck out. Yeah, they couldn't help the situation. There was no happy ending. The They're happy ending. their fucking food
1: and drinking their coffee. Get out.
2: Yeah, the happy ending happened in 1980 after 10 years when the family finally was like, "Fuck it, we can't live here anymore," and they left. And you know that was that was when that story ended. You know, it wasn't with a, a happy exorcism and everybody fucking moved on and this that, and the other. You know, so uh, I mean, it, it's embellishment and it's you know, it's all about money and you know.
1: Yeah, uh, Dave. Okay, I, we were talking about Poltergeist, which, I, and there's a scene in Poltergeist which I think sums up my feelings. Is remember when um, uh, Joe Beth Williams is trying to show um, Craig T. Nelson the uh, kitchen thing? The, the chair and thing. And he says to him, try to remember back when we were young and we had an open mind. And I love that. that, that, is, that that's sort of the soul of that movie. Try to remember back when you had an open mind. I have to remember, and I mentioned this before, that I don't know everyone else's experience.
6: Um, so at this juncture, um, we've done Sean's shitty reviews. We need to do our reviews. Will, will they be shitty? I don't know. I always go first because I like to play that card.
0: Uh, like, <laughs> I go first.
6: Um, it's, If you've seen, uh, you listened to our Psycho's Gourmet episode, and we were talking about how Mimi,
0: mm-hmm. I'm yeah. bossy.
6: And, whatever, but you have to be to run a show this big, uh, and I just like being bossy and fancy, so whatever, uh, and I'm also a snob, uh, you have, you heard that malignant, uh, anyway, um, my rating is, it's not super creative, uh, I, am giving it, and I feel like I'm being generous, though, I'm giving it eight out of ten fucking jump scares,
4: <laughs> fucking, is
6: important, <laughs> fucking jump scares. Um, I feel like this is a little heavy-handed with the jump scares, and it kind of re- revived or pushed harder a jump scare type mentality in horror that is still going on, but we're trying to kill that shit off um, because I think it's cheap. It ruined the IT movies, which had so much potential. Um, I feel like it's more of a, are you paying attention? Oh, um well, I'm gonna trick you into thinking this is scarier than it actually is. And uh, um so I felt a little tricked. I felt a little manipulated. I don't like to feel that way. But overall, for this being, this is not based on a true story. This is absolute work of fiction. Um i I still I do like the little tender moments between uh, both my bays. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farminga as the the Warrens. I like their little love story um, moments. And, and you know, they're, they're just two of my favorite. I could stare at them all day. That's why I went to see The the Devil Made Me Do It. I like could look at them on the big screen for a while. Um, but, yeah, um, so I like supernatural movies. Have I seen it done better? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. But
6: was this effective? Uh, did it bring us a new powerhouse in horror? James Wan, who is either he's hit and miss with me. I I, I I sometimes hate him and I sometimes like him. You know what I mean? Uh, and Rob would kill me for that. Um, I didn't dare say that um when he was here because we 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 had the screaming match on scream and I'm like I need a break from that. But um, but yeah, Lily Taylor. It was really great to see her in something I hadn't seen her in anything in a while. She did do that really awful haunting thing during the puritanical 90s. Oh, Mm -hmm. fuck that shit. That was terrible. Like go watch, you know, the old one with Julie Christie or something like that. um, As far as through that story. Um, But Lily Taylor, she, she's great as the mom. She gave quite a performance. Uh, I mean, I thought the acting was good. Uh, Even the kids did a great job, you know, so points for that. And uh you know um james one like um i got mixed feelings about you i don't i, I don't know how i feel about you so i'll just give it, you know eight out of ten fucking jump scares
2: and uh i'm gonna give this eight out of ten wackos
0: um
2: i really you know i really like the cast for this um especially Ron Livingston. I wanted to see him take that ghost out into a field and just beat it with a bat. Like <laughs> um, I, I really liked the set design. I thought that they did the house really well. Um, I thought the cinematography was great. I thought the score was great. Um, it was haunting. It gave it that haunting atmosphere. Um, and, the, you know, there were some scenes in this film that I really did like, but like I said, at the beginning if you've seen one haunted house exorcism movie, you've seen them all. I don't really feel like I got anything out of this film that I hadn't seen in other films. Like I said, all of those other exorcism movies came out a couple years prior to this. You had paranormal activity that came out prior to this. You know, there were a lot of films that, that you got, you know, everything from. And then when you got this, it was kind of like, Oh, okay. These, some of these these things have been played out before we
6: enjoyed it in the theaters
2: we did we did enjoy it It is a fun movie don't get me wrong i I have fun (laughs) with this movie and that's why i gave it an eight instead of something lower um which i save for films like hard rock zombies (laughs) Um, but uh you know it's it, it was very very loosely based um if you haven't read about the true story I know that the daughter had written a book I have not read. I really want to read the book. Um <laughs> and the baby agrees. Um, but, uh, but but the 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 true story behind it uh is very different than what you get on the film. Um so you know, I would s- definitely suggest people to check that out, read about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um Don't just believe what you see in the in the movies, because it's not all true. So I'm going to end it with that. Eight out of 10
4: wackos.
6: Okay, uh, who wants to to volunteer a tribute?
4: So um, I'm absolutely 100 percent going to give this nine and a half out of 10 um, because I love Vera Farmiga. I love her. Um,
6: I'm in love with her.
4: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a nine and a half out of 10 Vera for me. Just fucking awesome overreacting face in this movie, <laughs> her, her old face of the movie. Um, this is, this is pretty much as perfect as you can get to, um, you know, it only gets docked like that half only because like, I'm not a fan of like the genre, but God damn it. This is probably one of the best ones in that subgenre of, you know, ghosts and possession and whatnot um the, the cast is firing in all cylinders the writing is fucking top-notch the direction cinematography the score everything about this works so i 100 percent recommend this to the listeners if you haven't seen it yet but absolutely watch this and prepare to get the shit scared out of you yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. okay eight out of ten evil detecting dogs because we didn't even mention the dog which is such a trope in films like the dog won't even come in the house which, you know, which should be a red flag right away. You
0: know, Too we bad we can't stay.
1: Cre- right, we buy this creepy old house and the dog won't even come in the front door. Eh, maybe we should move again. Too bad we can't stay. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I'm such a cynic, but this movie, I do enjoy it. It's got some great jump scares. I'm telling you, we were watching it yesterday, and the jump scare with the uh, the demon on top of the shiffer robe, I was like covering my eyes. Cause, and I knew it was coming, but it's effective, and that's what that's what I want in a movie. I want it to be effective. I want it to scare me. Um, I don't believe any of this shit, but that's okay. It doesn't mean that. Well, it doesn't mean that I can't enjoy the film, right? It doesn't mean I have to accept that you know the Warrens were really what they claimed to be because they weren't. Yeah. But but I, this movie was great. I I, I love the cast. Great cast. Um, Lily Taylor. I, like I said earlier, I think she is uh, woefully underused. We we did. She was in the the haunting, right? We did. We covered that way back when. Um, loved her in that. She she. We should see her in more stuff. And um, yeah. And again, the doll being ridiculously evil. That was like, I, I would love to meet the set director who like designed that doll. Like, we need to have an evil doll. Okay, maybe a little less evil. You know, like, let's <laughs> do a little bit to the imagination. It's like this doll is literally like, you know, Pazuzu face.
6: I think it would have right? been scarier had it looked just like been it's a raggedy evil.
1: Ann doll, right? Yeah. Because uh, I had a raggedy Ann doll when I was a kid. Fucking that was scary. I don't need the fucking, you know, demoness, you know. Uh, I, I, it's, it's a little too much, but it was still great. I don't believe any of it, but great jump scares. The jump scares are great in this. There's at least three in this movie that just are great. Great jump scares. So, yeah, 8 out of 10, because, yeah, I love it.
3: Crystal, do you want to rate? Yes. I'm going to rate it 6 out of 10 haunted music boxes. I went to the theater and saw this. Simply because, and Dave doesn't know this, simply because I was a huge, I don't want to say fan, but knew a lot about the Warrens at the time. Um, and and then being from the South, raised, you know, in Southern Baptist and all that. But uh, working as a nurse, especially late nights and with hospice, uh, you see some creepy shit. I had a wheelchair one time roll up a 300 foot hallway straight to me. And my nursing assistant said, "Well, what are you gonna do about that? Because it went straight to the nursing station." I said, "I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do about that. I don't have their medicine." And the <laughs> wheelchair, I swear to God, turned around and rolled back down the hallway.
0: <laughs> this
6: is one of some Viking. I 100% <laughs> believe you.
3: I, like I see in shit that. in my dreams, so you know this. You know, I, I get, but it's very over um, overproduced. I like James Wan. I don't think this was a hit for him. Uh, Saw is my favorite horror franchise. Um, but yeah, six out of 10 haunted music boxes.
6: Great review. Uh, Shane.
5: Uh, I'm going to give it eight out of 10 Lorraine Warren cameos. Uh, <clears throat> mainly it's I. Patrick Wilson, Barry Fromigo did a great job. Uh, Their chemistry was amazing. Uh, Otherwise, you know, it wouldn't have expanded three-plus movies. Uh, Yes, I would have liked it to be more historically accurate. Like Dave said, Annabelle... Let's look at the creepiest-looking fucking doll you could get. But if you've seen pictures of the real Annabelle and you're like, she's not, not as creepy as the movie version. Raggedy Ann can be creepy, but you're like the historic i like history i have uh i've looked into this and i'm like yeah they the family said no they lived with us the entire time they were there and i that's the main reason why i'm rating it at an eight out of ten is historical accuracy
6: um good review um so at this juncture i mean i have to say that uh it got higher ratings than I thought it would. Like, see, I'm so split on this film. <laughs> I'm split on James Wan, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I'm split but on him. Like, it's hit or miss with me. He's yeah. got an interesting
5: career. He'll do, like, Dead Silence and Saw and Insidious, Aquaman, this, and Malignant. Like, he's all over the place. But, like, I think what Rob said in Malignant is a man's made the company a billion dollars, so they're not going to argue with him. <laughs> right. and, uh, well,
6: like, I do there, what I want.
5: <laughs> and uh, there was something I think Sean Astras uh, with the Malignant episode uh, mm-hmm. saying what type of cut is Warner Brothers getting from HBO streaming? Technically speaking, they're getting it all because Warner, Warner Time Media owns HBO. So... I I actually I looked that up because I listened to the episode yesterday and I looked it up while I I was listening to it I was like holy shit they own this they're getting all of the money
6: we did not know that that that's they're doing
1: okay
6: yeah yeah yeah,
5: it's like they can keep doing the streaming stuff it's like because they're like we're making the money yeah you're you're charging this much a month for streaming and we're putting in theatrical. Movies and the movies are still doing fairly decent in theaters, but the streaming numbers are high.
2: Yeah.
6: Yeah. Nobody changed that permanently. I
5: and
2: think. and I think the thing with you know the Conjuring, I mean, yeah, they they hit pay dirt. I mean, they fucking yeah. they profited like crazy off this film. It did really well in the box office, and then
6: they beat us over the fucking head with
2: me. right. And then they just keep it going, and you know, after a while, it's kind of like. I, see, I never saw the Annabelle films. I never watched The Nun. Uh, I,
5: I will I'll warn you, the first two Annabelle films absolutely bored the shit out of me. I don't care for them. Uh, the Nun was kind of creepy. I liked how – because they're all tying in with each other. The Nun's tie-in was the French-Canadian uh, guy that was possessed that they show the clips for in The Conjuring. He's the guy – he's in The Nun. He right. and uh, uh yeah, like but I like I said, Annabelle bored the shit out of me. La La Rona uh you guys are probably hearing the baby laughing in the background, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh La, La Rona had, you know, the priest from Annabelle. And that was the only thing, and I'm like, Okay, some of these movies don't need to exist. You, right. You're just you're trying to milk the, the cash cow as much as you can before you run it dry.
6: And I have to speak up for um my lady who's not here, Erica, she hates The Nun so fucking much. <laughs> it's like horrible. horrible. Absolutely shit all over that movie. And she has on this show many times. Like, fuck it's that disgusting. fucking thing a horrible movie. Yeah, she's like, because I, I was like, well, I was going to watch it. She's like, don't.
5: Yeah. <laughs> don't. <laughs> well, if you want to be like a completionist, then I'd suggest that, but... I think
6: like, it's. This is not MST3K, but, so I don't want to be a completionist. I,
5: I've heard like other this. reviews, and they're like wondering why the actress from the nun looks like the actress from the contrary. That's because they're sisters. They're gonna look like each other. They're just a 21 year age gap. Right. Because I, I actually, I originally thought they were mother and daughter, and then I found and out they're sisters. Like
6: with Final Girls.
5: Yeah.
6: And I thought that Pesa exactly. was. Uh, Beera's daughter, that they're sisters.
5: (laughs) Yeah, it's, and, uh, that's actually going to be one of the movies I'm going to introduce my missus to is Final Girls. That's absolutely hilarious.
6: That was my birthday episode last year. uh, That was my request.
5: I'm just going to do, like, fanboy gushing over here. It's like, your guys' show is awesome. I love it. I have, like, recommendations. I introduced my kids and my family to Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, no, no, no. I love I, that movie. and yeah, my kids I love when
6: we do it. musicals because we sing through half the episode. Yeah.
5: <laughs> but my my kids loved it, and my my missus is like, okay, she, she got she was liking it. She's but she's younger than I am. It's there's an 11 year gay age gap. gay, Dab? Okay.
2: gay really? gap? Uh, gay
3: Yeah. Okay. gap. Oh my goodness.
2: Age gap. Sorry. That, that, that there's that there's hole. my uh, old man kicking It's in. a gay <laughs> gap, hey,
5: you know? Yeah. <laughs> it. But uh yeah, so she's like, "Who is that? That would be Bill Murray. Who's that? That's Steve Martin." And I had actually uh You're going to pay for that. <laughs> I'd uh she's like, "What do they know? What are what are they famous for?" And I showed her the what the hell is that clip from Saturday Night Live? Yeah. <laughs> I that. So, I'm like yeah. oh. I'm laughing my head off and she's looking at me like you're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I
6: just like up and show me TikToks. I'm like, "Why is this supposed to be funny?" I'm like, I'll, I'll yeah. like They'll show me something and I'm like, "What the f- why is this supposed to? They're they're dying laughing and I'm like <laughs> And I think I'm officially old now. Yeah. I don't know supposed that's to be though.
5: <laughs> like my my kids are my oldest too, they're gushing about Jojo Siwa, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Right. Um, no, this is somebody here. Here's something better. Here's the, and I've introduced my kids to different movies. My son, I'm like, here's Fast and Furious, you'll like that. Nope, he'd rather watch the cartoon show over the actual movies. I'm like, what have I failed at? <laughs>
6: until they get a little bit older um you know with the girls it was about 12 13 ash was about 13 when they really really were interested and i could historically walk them through the shit you know
2: i mean you can't say anything i was i was maybe 23 24 uh isis my biological daughter she was maybe two or three and she was into the teletubbies
6: Oh my fucking god! That's my name. And I was like,
2: "What the fuck am I subjecting my kid to? Like, I feel like I'm on LSD watching this yeah, shit." Like. like, at
6: least
1: uh, like, we're scared.
2: Yeah. But then yeah, the Wiggles. If you've ever seen the Wiggles.
1: No. I have seen the Wiggles. I, oh yes, Captain Feathersword.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yummy. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: old. <laughs>
6: <laughs> At this time, I am going to uh, head into what's coming up for us. Um, and this may not be the order in which you hear these episodes. We already have, like, eight sitting around to, to edit. And I, I time jumped a lot. Like, Malignant was recorded way after the next episode that we're releasing, uh, which will be The Bad Seed. Uh, Jacob's Wife was recorded after that. So we, we time jump a lot. So we make references that don't make sense or, or references. That, yeah, like completely out of time. But coming up, um, as far as horror, uh, that same week we are doing the original Exorcist with a a good friend of the show. Uh, We're doing Cronenberg's The Fly. Uh, We've got Intruder, Reanimator, The Birds, The Grudge. We're doing the American version first. That will be explained during the episode. You'll hear those as we choose to release them. Uh, Probably not in that order. Uh, We'll get around to, to stuff.
2: You'll get them when I fucking give them to you.
6: you oh, baby. Oh, my God, I just got wet. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, at this time, I'll, I'll just go ahead and start with plugs. Uh, I would like to shout out Ghoul Friends Podcast, which is uh, friends of the show, Lucy and Lindsay. Um, they will be, of course, returning to our show. I'm sure I'll be back on Ghoul Friends. Um, we had a great uh, recording today. So, yeah, check out that show. There are about five episodes out right now of that show. Um, Great podcast. uh, Lovely ladies. um, Friends of mine. And ours, I should say. Um, And I would like to say uh, all my links, uh, which are links to uh, Friends of the Show, um, other podcasts like Action Drunkies. uh, And, P.S., there's going to be – House that screams and action Junkies crossover before we break for the holidays. Um, for listeners, uh, we won't reveal what that is. Um, the thing is, is that I've already told you at one point if you were listening um, to past episodes, but we are doing a crossover between the two podcasts. Um, but yeah, so all of that's in my link tree, uh, which is linked tr.ee slash candy the final girl you'll find my main instagram which i mostly promo this show and any um work i'm doing with cosmetic companies and then including my own uh which i was with erica who's usually on the show uh final girl cosmetics us October is gonna be huge for us we've got the new palette coming out um i'm wearing the new lipstick tonight but lip- I- I- lipstick doesn't want to stay on me very well because i don't have much of a mouth I just talk a lot. It seems like um, but yes, we've got that will be in a subscription box. We will be part of some big giveaways. So uh, the brand is out there and doing its thing. And just like the house that screams is I'm incredibly proud of the house that screams family. Um, you know, all the things that we've been through together. I want to show all of you out the ones that aren't here. We miss you, the ones that are here, you know, and put in work. Uh, I love you guys for this, and thank you. And uh, that's what I've got.
2: And I'm Sean of the Dead. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean of the Dead. Shout out to Mac and uh, Rob, who couldn't be here tonight, and Erica, who is uh, hanging out in Russia. Um, And thank you to all the fans that are listening. Okay, uh,
0: who
6: wants to go next?
1: I'll oh, go. No, just, uh, yeah, thanks to all the fans who are listening, and um, it, it sounds trite, but just be nice to each other, you know? It don't cost nothing. It don't cost nothing.
0: Don't yeah. be a dick.
1: Don't yeah. be a dick.
6: Yeah, exactly. Um, Crystal, anything that you want to shout out or say?
3: No, just I'm jump, the jump scare queen. It can be the lamest jump scare, and I'm going to jump three feet. And the most <laughs> disgusting one in the film we didn't talk about was when Bathsheba was over uh, Lily Taylor's face and puked her mouth. Oh, yeah, we it's did not disgusting. I know. I was disgusting.
1: like, ugh, ugh. Yes. I'm going to brush my teeth. Yeah, <laughs> junkie.
6: Yeah, especially right now sure. where I'm going through this thing with uh, the morphine is making me nauseated. So I have these patches I have to wear to keep me from puking because I was puking a lot. So I do not yeah. like a puke. And I don't like to watch other people puke. And scopolamine yeah. uh, okay.
3: patches.
1: Are there people who do? Yes,
6: scopolamine, yep, exactly. <laughs> Some people, you know, I wouldn't say there are people that enjoy it, but there are people with you know eating disorders who do it a lot. Um, you know, or whatever, you know. Just I mean
1: puke. people who like watching other people puke. Is that a there,
0: thing?
6: There is there's a, a kink for everything. King. Exactly. There is always a fetish. Anything that you can think of, there's a fetish. Roll 34. Right.
1: Um
6: there's a porn of that, I'm sure. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, Shane, um, anything to plug? Or you want anything uh,
5: there's my uh Twitter account, which is uh capital L-O-G-G-A-I-N-S underscore i believe it's capital s-h-a-n-e uh there's also my instagram which is shane underscore logan's underscore which mostly i post like nerd pictures of myself or my family or drawings that i've done by hand uh it's like i'd like to shout out you know, well like we said uh mac and rob love those guys miss you uh You know, I've started talking with Nico online and, you know, wish he was here, too. Uh, It's like um, Mike Scott from Atkins Undisputed. I want to shout him out. Like I said, because of him, it's what it's like because of him, I've discovered, you know, action drunkies and House That Screams. And uh, let's see, where else can you find me? Well, you know, there's Rob's OnlyFans and hopefully Sean's OnlyFans coming soon. We're
6: still going strong. Uh,
5: Yeah, uh, you know, I'm just glad that you guys allowed a fan of the show to come on and actually do this. Uh, Like I said, I've listened to pretty much every episode you've done, even the Ghouls Night Out ones. I'm like. Thank this you. is interesting. Are the
6: ones we get the critical reviews for like the ones, the critics like, and um, the fans tend to like more of our regular episodes. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that you enjoy oh. ghouls night out because I don't think even everybody on the show listens to it, but Eric and I always have a real fucking blast and just digging deep and getting, uh, you know, talking about, you know, we're very strong feminists and reviewing horror in that way. So I'm glad that it has an audience.
5: Thank well, you. So you know, much. I, I gotta say, I'm s- I'm the dad of four daughters and you know, there's the wife I'm surrounded by women. So I, I'm like, maybe it'll give me some sort of point into your guys's point of view and into your mind frame. So I don't put my foot in my mouth, (laughs) (laughs) which never seems to work. Well,
6: you know, you always get back on the horse and try again.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, but yeah, it's like, I'm just a fan of the show and I, I love it. And, uh, like there was what a couple of weeks ago, you guys actually came out with three episodes in one week, and I felt spoiled. I, I was like, <laughs> well, we've
6: got a barrage coming because we're um, we took a little like a week and a half off, which for us is a long time. We usually mm. do two, three episodes a week. Because uh, I'm just a mad madman, basically a type. Uh, I'm disabled, and I have nothing better to do but sit around plan things out and record shit. So uh, that's what we do. So. Uh, we just Whatever, Another thing
5: I, I would like to announce is I'm actually in the workings of my own podcast show. Oh, oh sweet. sweet. So, okay. uh, it's like I I told Rob and Mac and both of them went name it, we're there. And uh, Mike Scott and uh, I am I told him the concept is like reviewing action and sci-fi movies and their subgenres. And I've told you this, Candy. I'm like, yeah, yeah I want to talk about sci-fi horror, but I'm not going to be a prick and try to steal somebody's uh format or guest i'm gonna go okay candy would you want to be a guest on this i'll come to you or sean or dave you guys want to help me out with this and i i kind of want to do what like you guys do but not as a large group (laughs) yeah Yeah,
6: that's the thing that um it, it would be it's really hard to copy our format because there is no format so if you have like a bunch of drunk and or high people on your show fighting um then i know that that's how i know somebody's copied us and they have like you know we have seven <laughs> regular members um, and the cast uh you know uh, in the family um, of course we have our extended family but we always love uh working with other people in podcasting helping them get started uh love having guests on um like Mike Scott's probably been on, on our show more than any other guest um
5: yeah,
6: yeah so uh, when I, I hear
5: that. that he's done an episode I'm like I have to listen to that because oh
6: yeah he's, he's uh, uh, I
5: know so. him and Rob are going through some stuff with family and you yeah. know I just want to shout out and give them love and say just offer you know if they want anybody to talk to they can hit me up they have my contact info and if I'll do the same thing for you guys if you guys need anybody to talk to hit me up
6: I'm basically everyone's mom <laughs> um, I, I am the mom of the show so when there's a problem it comes to mom and you know, I, I, I try to be that person for really just anybody. It could be a stranger, come up, and I will mother them. Yeah,
2: She's definitely that for me. Freud would love that.
6: <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I'm just, like, a problem solver. I'm a nurturer, and I, I it's never going to stop for me. I want to nurture people. I want to yep. be there and comfort them, you know. So I'm, I'm pretty easy to talk to, and – um you know as you as you know shane when you hit me up i immediately was like talking to you i'm just i love meeting new people mm-hmm. and um i appreciate uh people like you who, who love the show and and tune in all the time and just really give us some great feedback um i haven't i mean either people are incredibly kind or afraid of us but we haven't gotten any <laughs> negative feedback it's always been like um a big group of friends it feels like home oh, i feel like i know these people I feel like, uh, you know, I'm hanging out with them. And, uh, you know, what better praise could you get than that? Like I said, the critical accolades come from Ghoul's Night Out because we get very scholastic and, um, you know, throw some literature in there and feminist theory. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we appreciate you being on the show. Um, it, it means a lot. We, we love our guests and we love our friends of the show. Anytime you guest on the show, you are now a friend of the show.
5: <laughs> that's yeah, right. That's- like I said, Candy, you and my wife would probably get along really well.
6: <laughs> well, fantastic. I love meeting new people and making new friends. I'm a very gregarious person. So I uh, love it. Dig it. And, you know, <laughs> I, I'm
5: just glad that I actually I get to meet Dave because I'm um, I, I, listening to the episodes. I'm like, okay, who am I excited to talk to? Like I told Mac and Rob, I'm excited to be on the show tonight. And they're both like, we're not going to be on it. We're sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm still going to have fun. And yeah. I'm sorry that uh, I came jumped in so late. Uh, it's okay, because you
6: and Nico kind of swapped out chairs, basically.
5: Yeah, <laughs> it's like being a delivery driver my, and being a dad, my schedule's so hectic. And I do appreciate oh. that you guys have accommodated my schedule to be on here. And, uh and you that's know... That's
6: what's great about being freeform. You really... Can't fuck well, too much up because, you know, can't, well, can't you can't really mess with the formula. There is no
5: formula. You, you didn't mind me bringing on my wife and obviously the baby onto the show. No, so you we guys-
6: awesome, on, I've tried, char- uh, like, we when we just recorded Scream, we hauled Ash out here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> our son,
6: uh, Nan's done two episodes, uh, three episodes with us. Um, yeah. You know, our oldest daughter. So, and we're trying to get um the middle daughter to join us for an episode. So Yeah,
5: it's like a... Uh me and the wife were like, OK, our actual marriage is going to be a little bit down the road, probably when all the kids are in school. So she's like, you got to think of a list of friends you want to come to the wedding. I'm like, I need to have those first <laughs> <With> <laughs> what my schedule is. So I'm like, you know what, Rob, Mac, and I'll send you guys the invites too, whenever. Awesome. So, yeah,
0: I, I just got to
6: warn you, I wear black to weddings. I wear black at my own wedding. I wear black dress. I have Spanish tradition. Yeah, I I wear black to weddings.
2: And I go naked, so. Yeah.
6: Oh, so <laughs> <my gosh. Yes. laughs> Out with the
2: cat.
6: <laughs> so you know that's a fun combo there. Yeah, we got married, married in, in black.
2: black. Once,
5: you know, all natural.
2: That's uh, right. Birthday suit.
6: <laughs> and have him give the toast. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's
5: like, okay, the toast is um, Sean. Oh my God, it's the crazy naked man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: no. Don't mind him.
6: (laughs) But this has been um, a fun conversation. Um, It was interesting hearing everyone's different experiences, um, not just with this movie, but paranormal in general, and the thoughts on that subgenre, because um, it's been a while since we've done a a film that's uh, more supernatural, um, or ghost-like, or a haunted house-like, or anything like that, or possession. And like I said, uh, next week we're doing the um... End all, be all of possession movies, The Exorcist. So, um, that's a long time in coming. So, I'm, I'm excited to talk about The Exorcist. So, yay.
2: Yeah, and Dave, watch SLC Punk because you're gonna fucking love it. You're
0: gonna. Thank I'm ready. Us. I'm ready. You're yeah, gonna I'm
6: thank ready. us. I mean, Dave, you were my audience. I'm like, Dave is gonna love this. I don't know what anybody else is gonna think, but Dave's gonna love this. It's one of our favorite films. It's one of my absolute favorite films. You will have a whole new. Yeah, it's just a tour de force. So that was right. that's my birthday episode this year, and we're gonna have fun with it.
3: I'm excited to see his reaction. Yeah.
2: You you've no, seen, sure. it, seen it before, Crystal? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. I mean, yeah. That
3: was my that was you know, part, part I'm talking? Up and, you know, yeah, the,
6: yeah. I'm I want to know how Dave deals with that part.
3: Awesome.
6: Got yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. I got you back. Nice, nice. Uh, and thanks for tagging in, Crystal. You should do it more often.
3: Yeah. Are, when
6: I'm not too Only, we get, drunk. Yeah, we get outnumbered by all these guys, and I'm just like, we no, just female like power here. Awesome. Yes. Yes. And um, you're such a lovely person. Um, you know, I, I loved meeting you at Joe Bob. I just, I don't know if I ever told you that, but you, you're delightful. That was a lot of
1: fun. That was,
3: oh, yeah. that was fun. That was fun. I just day drank the entire time. Yeah, we tried and then my day. pasty ginger skin just fried.
6: Yeah, was- I kept putting on sunblock, but like it wasn't working. It's like the sun was extra hot that day, or something.
3: I was so day drunk, yeah, it, it a- didn't bother me until we got back home, and I was like, "Fuck,
6: I'm burnt." That's my 40th birthday. Uh, I was so just wasted on sangria. I didn't really. I was wearing I was this <laughs> Living Dead dress, and you know me, I like to wear stuff cut low in the boobs. And my my tits were so sunburned. I went to change. You know, I mean, like I'm enjoying them while I got them. Hey, I'm in my 40s. You know, fuck it, why not? They still look good. So, um, but I had that dress on, and I we went to change go to the restaurant, and I put the shirt on. And I'm like, oh, my tits are on fire. <laughs> I, I totally sunburned my boobs.
2: Happens to yeah. my balls all the time.
6: And <laughs> <laughs> work clothes. out with your cock
2: out. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and on that note, um, I bid you all a good night. Um, we must. Hasten towards bed
1: because I'm <laughs> that's baby's face,
6: cats of the day. So I'm like, my ass is whooped.
1: <laughs> all
6: right. All right, you guys. Love like, you all. Love See you. Guys.
0: Thank you so much. Bye. You guys.
2: <laughs> Have a good night. Night.